What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another player versus player breakdown. And today I'm gonna to be talking about two kind of mid-round running backs. These are honestly two running backs who typically are like dead zone guys. They're going in that, you know, RB dead zone area. So it's gonna be Antonio Gibson and Elijah Mitchell. So I'm gonna go through their current ADP, talk about their 2020 and 2021 seasons, kind of go through what I'm expecting out of them in 2022. And then at the end, I'm kind of gonna choose what player I would rather have at this price. But I also wanna know what player you guys would prefer. So either before or after watching the video, just drop a comment down below. Let me know, you know, you're on the clock, you're choosing between Antonio Gibson and Elijah Mitchell, which player do you want on your team? And then maybe a short explanation also, but let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna start off with their current ADP. Obviously I'm comparing these players because they are going very close together. Right now, Antonio Gibson is being drafted as the RB23. It's like a bottom end RB2. That's like mid sixth round. And then we have Elijah Mitchell, the RB24, also in that like mid to late sixth round range. So it's very possible if you're picking in the sixth round, looking for a running back, you could be choosing between one of these players. But now let's jump into the 2020 season. And we're gonna start off with Antonio Gibson. And this was his rookie year. He actually was pretty impressive finished as the RB17 in half-point PPR points per game. And what was even more impressive about that is that he did it in a like really solid committee. He only had a 43% snap share. So playing less than half the snaps and finishing as like a mid-tier running back too, that is very, very solid. He appeared in 14 games, rushed for 795 yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, and then caught 36 receptions for 247 receiving yards. He was also the RB7 in Dominator, which also, like talking about his, you know, limited workload, that's pretty crazy that he was the RB7 in a Dominator rating. And so it kind of looked like, you know, heading into 2021, he was going to be in for a big season, was really productive as a rookie. So expectations were pretty high for Antonio Gibson uh, heading into last season. For Elijah Mitchell, he wasn't even in the NFL yet. This was his final season at Louisiana Lafayette played in 10 games, rushed for 878 yards, caught 16 passes for 153 yards, and then scored eight total touchdowns. Overall, a very solid season, but heading into the draft, he wasn't one of these guys who was considered to be like an elite prospect. We didn't think he was going day one, day two. He ends up going in the sixth round to the 49ers, pretty under the radar considering they drafted Trey Sermon at least a few rounds earlier. So he was kind of, you know, just a guy People weren't expecting a ton out of him for 2021. And now moving on to that season, for Antonio Gibson, he was the RB19 in half-point PPR, did rush for over 1,000 yards, caught 42 passes for 294 receiving yards, and then scored 10 total touchdowns. If you were going to point out like a strength of Antonio Gibson's season, it would have to be his volume on the ground. He was fourth in total carries, averaged 16.1 carries per game. He was also fourth in red zone touches and then sixth in total rushing yards. I think, you know, a clear distinction here is that he was the RB19 in points per game, but there was a decent difference in his production with McKissick in the lineup and then McKissick out of the lineup. So I believe McKissick played, I think, 12 weeks or at least like through week 12. There were five games that uh, Gibson played in without McKissick. So with McKissick, Gibson averaged 12.3 half-point PPR points per game. Without McKissick, 14.5. I 
So we see a jump in like 2.2 uh, half point PPR points per game. The big difference we saw with Antonio Gibson in the games without JD McKissick is that he had this like newfound receiving role. So over the entire season, Antonio Gibson averaged 3.3 targets per game. But when you're looking at that sample size without McKissick, that number jumped up to 4.4. Whereas when McKissick is in the lineup, he was getting 4.8 targets per game. So he was being utilized as that receiving back. If you remember, I mentioned how Antonio Gibson played under 50% of the snaps in 2020. I was talking about how we expected a big jump. He would take over. It didn't really happen. He did bump up to 56.3, but that is still, you know, definitely under what we were expecting. We thought he had a shot at taking over the workhorse role, and it just did not happen. This was still very much a committee. Now, moving over to Elijah Mitchell, this was his rookie season. Pretty impressive. Finished as the RB12 and half point PPR points per game. Played in 11 games, 963 rushing yards, 19 receptions, 137 receiving yards, and then six total touchdowns. And basically, he kind of came into the season as like the running back two. Then Raheem Mostert goes down week one. He slots in as the clear RB1 basically for the rest of the season. He was very, very solid on the ground. Averaged 18.8 carries per game, 87.5 rushing yards per game, like nearly 90 rushing yards per game. Very, very impressive. You know, his work in the receiving game was pretty limited, only 1.8 targets per game, but that's kind of just the player he was. He was going to get it done on the ground, not a huge role as a receiver. Now looking ahead for 2022, looking at Antonio Gibson, this backfield is just not looking pretty for Washington. You know, you have J.D. McKissick who agrees to sign with the Bills. The reports go out. We see the contract. Everyone's pretty excited. You know, this is Antonio Gibson's chance. He can be the workhorse. Then Washington kind of goes out and it basically like begs McKissick to come back. He, I guess, goes back on that deal he had with the Bills, re-signs with uh, Washington. So that's definitely hurts Antonio Gibson. Then they go out and draft Brian Robinson in the third round. Like third round draft capital on a team that's not very good. It's just not a good sign here for Gibson. So now I feel like he's going to be losing out on receiving work, which we knew he was with McKissick, uh, you know, in the picture. But now he could be losing out on some rushing opportunities, early down work, maybe even some red zone stuff. Like Brian Robinson can slot in there. And so I just view this as like a three headed committee. And I feel like Antonio Gibson is going to need an injury to one of these players to even have like high-end RB2 upside. Like even if McKissick goes down, you could still have Brian Robinson in this committee. If Robinson goes down, you're basically just looking at Gibson last year. So I feel like we need a lot of things to break right here for Gibson, and it's not something I'm loving. For Elijah Mitchell, I think you could see him giving up some of the workload he had last year. The 49ers also spent draft capital at the running back position, drafted Ty Davis Price in the third round. It will be interesting to see how the 49ers use Debo. Do they kind of keep him in that wideback role? Do they just bring him back to a straight up wide receiver? It kind of seems like Mitchell's locked in to have a you know limited receiving upside, just kind of how the 49ers use their running backs. He could potentially also lack touchdowns. If you have Ty Davis Price taking goal line opportunities, Debo may get some work. You also have Trey Lance on the goal line. I think it's clear that both of these players have some, you know, clear red flags in their profiles, but let's talk about which guy I would rather have. Personally, I'm not overly excited about either option here. 
but I would definitely favor Elijah Mitchell in this spot. I'm just, you know, not seeing a ton of upside for Antonio Gibson. Washington just so clearly does not view him as like the guy. He could still be, you know, the best fantasy option in that backfield, but I mean, they have gone out of their way to bring in competition, gone out of their way to not give him any workhorse touches. So it seems like he's kind of going to be set up here to be like a weekly high-end running back too, a guy who's really not going to give you much value in your lineups, and you'd be much better off going with either a different running back or maybe grabbing like a wide receiver, quarterback, tight end in this same overall spot. This is not a good offense, and he's not even guaranteed like valuable touches. He's not going to get the receiving work. Brian Robinson could sneak in on the goal line. Like this could be a 60-40 split of the early down work with uh, Gibson and Brian Robinson, and then McKissick getting the third downs. Like this really could be ugly, and I just feel like that's not really baked into his ADP. For Elijah Mitchell, we at least have like a you know realistic path to him you know outperforming this ADP if he retains the same role he had in 2021. Like that would be a huge win at this current price. I am a little bit worried he will lose work, but I just feel like you know he is more locked in to this offense than a guy like Antonio Gibson. So I would favor Elijah Mitchell here. Let me know what you guys think. Am I being too hard on Gibson, too light on Mitchell? Let me know down below. But thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.